0: parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. So we want to thank HEV for making today's podcast possible. HEV makes it a priority to get involved and make a difference in the lives of friends and neighbors. HEB Operation Appreciation is a company-wide campaign created to honor the brave men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces men and women who are HEB partners and customers, friends, and family. Operation Appreciation partners with organizations like us, the Military Child Education Coalition, that supports U.S. troops and their families. In contributing time, talent, and financial support, HEB recognizes and appreciates the dedication and sacrifices service members make on behalf of the nation. So for our listeners in Texas, check out one of your neighborhood HEB grocery stores. And HEB, thank you for sponsoring this podcast for the sake of the child. Welcome everyone to our MSEC podcast for the sake of the child. My name is Tara Gleason. I'm the producer, but today I will also be your host for our episode highlighting another one of our extraordinary military kids. Joining me is Cooper. He's 16 years old and he lives in Texas. His dad serves as a chaplain in the United States Army. Hi Cooper and thank you for joining me this beautiful day in sunny Texas. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your background growing up?
1: My parents were missionaries in China, so I was born in Hong Kong, China. I spent about the first nine years of my life or so moving back and forth from China to Thailand, uh, wherever the mission board told us to live. And then around nine or 10 years old, I moved or our family moved back to Oklahoma and I started elementary school there. And so after that, my dad decided to join the military. And we moved from Oklahoma to Washington State, and from Washington State now to Texas.
0: So how many times would you say that you've moved
1: through all of that? I think it's been about 12 times. Wow. If I think correctly,
0: yeah. That's a a lot of moves especially for 16 years of life so so you mentioned this a little bit but can you tell us more about what life was like as a missionary kid and now how life is as a military kid have you found that there's similarities
1: there's not really a lot of differences other than the occupation and reason why you're moving that i found um you still as a missionary kid i still went to school just like all the regular kids the only difference was it was just a chinese school or, or a thai school and uh, as a military kid, I, I move around and I still go to school, just like normal kids as well. I still have a normal life. So there's not, there's not too many differences. that I've found that the, they are quite similar in many ways.
0: So you weren't born into the military lifestyle. You mentioned, I think you were around 10 years old. Do you remember what it was like when your parents told you that your dad would be serving? Like, how did you feel about becoming a military kid, your dad joining the military?
1: So as a little kid, I've always been like interested in tanks and planes and, and uh, hunting and stuff like that and, and weapons. So when they told me, I was even more curious about what he'd be doing and how I could maybe benefit from that or something. But I was also really happy for him and for our family because I was also curious what it would mean and what our new lifestyle would be like and how it may be different or something. But Most of all, I was definitely proud of him for making the jump because it had always been something that he wanted. And I was proud of him for finally doing it.
0: You mentioned some of the things that you're interested in. Do you have any thoughts that you might serve in the military after graduation? I've
1: started the application process for the Air Force Academy. We went and looked at it a couple of months back and I started looking over whose uh, vote I need to get if I need to get presidential nomination or whose Congress nomination I need to get, so there is the possibility.
0: I look forward to seeing what you decide to do. And funnily enough, my dad went to the Air Force Academy, so um, it's a great it's a great place. We used to live up there in Colorado Springs. What have you liked most about being a military kid?
1: I think the most interesting and fun part about being a military kid would be going and getting to see new places uh, that other kids my age wouldn't necessarily have the chance to go and see. That's always fascinated me whenever I move to a new place to ask my fellow peers, hey, how many places have you been to see if I can kind of beat them like it's almost a game.
0: And what have you found to be the most challenging? I think the
1: most challenging thing for me is finding the right group of friends because You move to a spot, and you're brand new, and most of those kids that go to that school or in that neighborhood have been with each other since pretty much they they came out of the hospital when they were born. And so for me, it's hard to find who I fit in with best, but I always know that I'm going to fit in eventually and find my group of friends or find my people because that's what we do as military kids is we're able to pick up and move just like a dandelion and and find a new spot and be just all right.
0: We at MSEC believe that extracurricular activities, getting involved and connecting to our new communities is so important for military kids as you move from place to place. You, Cooper, have a heart for service. Can you talk a little bit about some of the volunteerism that you're involved in?
1: Sure, so I, over the summer, my church does VBS, and I am the sound technician for the preschool music program. I basically play music for the little kids and help the teachers know the dance moves and stuff like that. I also coach upward basketball at my church, and I do buddy ball and buddy bowling, which is basketball and bowling for people who have disabilities from all ages. And then I'm also in National Honor Society, so there's a lot of different service opportunities within that.
0: If other kids wanted to get involved in their communities, Where could they start? What are some options for youth out there that have a passion like you do for giving back to their communities?
1: One that I can definitely think of is find your local soup kitchen or local uh, food pantry, because they always need help. They always need help. Or you can go to your local church and ask their youth pastor what opportunities they may have coming up. Even if you're not in NHS, I would still think that it would be a good idea to go to the leader, and ask for what opportunities you can do. There's so many great ways to go and find. I mean, you could even probably go on your city's website and they'll have opportunities.
0: Yeah, those are some great suggestions. So you mentioned earlier that you've moved 12 times in your mobile lifestyle, first as a missionary kid and now as a military kid. Have you ever encountered academic issues as a result of moving so much?
1: Uh, Yes, I have. Moving so much from one state to the other tends to bring up that one state was either on a different topic than the other or something like that. So I haven't been placed in the right class before and the school wouldn't let me test out of that class even though I'd be passing with really high numbers. so it, it often happens where I get put into the wrong class and I just have to stick I just have to stick with it and deal with it because I can't move.
0: Yeah, I, we, we've we heard that from other kids as well. That, that's a really tough situation, especially if you're academically ready to move on to something else. Have you ever found that you've been exposed to opportunities at school or maybe even in the countries that you've lived in that maybe your civilian peers have not as a result of your lifestyle?
1: So my parents have always told me that I'm more mature than my peers. So I, Tend to take that to heart, and when I go to school, I feel that I have more of a eye or ability to seek out the people who may need help, who are maybe struggling that day. It's also led me to be able to go up and talk to people without having fear, being able to go and strike a conversation with, say, a teacher, and not be worried about anything like that. Uh, I find that it's also it as we move more. Uh, us military kids are able to strike more conversations with kids because we know that even if this conversation doesn't work and we won't have that friend, we'll, we'll find another one.
0: That's a great explanation about how your experiences have really helped you to overcome some things that others would see as everyday struggles and also that ability to adjust to new situations. What advice would you give to other military connected kids who may be experiencing challenges?
1: I would say don't give up. Don't don't start to fret because I've I've definitely lived in not the best of places that I've wanted to live in. But I found some sort of way to make it work. Like if that place didn't have the sport I wanted to play, I would go and find some specific club like the robotic club. And I and I thought, hey, let me give this a try. Let me see if this will work. So I think trying new opportunities and not just being fixated on one thing. I mean, it's good to to have something you're good at, but to also have a little bit of variety within, so that way you have choices to bounce from when you move to a new place and they don't have the your number one pick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I wanna switch gears a little bit due to our current situation. And I'd like to hear a little bit about your current situation as it relates to COVID-19. So what's happening where you're at for you?
1: So where I'm at right now, people aren't really going crazy. I went to Walmart last night to go and get some eggs, but there weren't any, there was no eggs, no meat, no milk. The really only thing they had were the, the closed section.
0: So have things for you been canceled to this point? Um, I'm guessing, I know that your districts, you're, you're out of school for the next couple weeks, no matter what, but what about sporting events, school events? Or have any other things been canceled for you?
1: Our academic awards have been postponed. Our school is canceled. but I work at a golf course, but they still are open. So I still have to go into work, which I'm fine with because it means money. But (laughs) that's another conversation. But my friends and I, we still hang out. Uh, we're, We're cautious about how we hang out and where to hang out. We tend to go to the basketball court outside and and play basketball uh, with a few select kids just to make sure that we don't aid in the spread of the disease.
0: So how else are you staying connected to your friends during this time of social distancing? Are you finding that you're calling people more, doing more virtually with your friends? So it's nice that you all can still get together um, physically, but has it increased things for you in any other way socially?
1: I've noticed that texting friends has gone up. I've texted my friends over the past few days just asking how they're doing, asking if they need anything because I have a driver's license. So if they're close, I'd be able to bring them something if they did. We've been playing a lot of online video games with each other. So we're still doing normal things that we would do like video games, but it's just been a little difficult not being able to see their faces and talk with them in person for me personally.
0: So how have you been feeling about things? Like, what's your what's your level of feeling about all this?
1: I can see where people are scared. I don't necessarily think that the whole stock up on everything right away right now is the best approach to this because there are other people who need stuff. But I, I tried to look at the way other countries have dealt with it and compare how America has dealt with things in the past and how, like, I've tried to make it almost like a research thing where I try and predict how America is going to react in the the upcoming months to this and all that. Um, So I've tried to keep myself more busy and not just sitting with nothing because then I get bored. So I would say just keep yourself busy.
0: What does school look like for you? Or do you guys have a plan of how you're gonna do school. I think you've homeschooled at different times in the past, so this probably isn't a completely new concept for your family. Do you have any tips for others on how to stay on task and focused on schoolwork, since many are gonna be having to school at home?
1: So if you're doing online school, I do mine off my computer. And um, I would say definitely go plug in your phone upstairs and leave it up there, so the way you're not distracted. And, To stay on task and focus, I like to chew gum just so that way I don't really get distracted and then tell your family, hey, I got to do this. It's for school. Please don't bother me for X amount of time. Once I'm done, I'll close the computer and and go hang out with you all. So, I feel like telling people that you will hang out with them later kind of gives you a accountability partner, like, hey, Uh, Just give me a second. I'll be there sort of thing.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to share on that topic on anything with the coronavirus?
1: So I would say don't be afraid. Do be careful about what you do and where you go and, and kind of who you hang out with. But I would say don't be exceptionally afraid because it's all in God's hands and it'll it'll all work out for his good in the end.
0: That's great advice. So this podcast is all about sharing stories. Cooper, do you have any final words of advice or stories that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: I feel like one thing most of our military kids, most of the things we deal with is school related. Uh, So I would say definitely your church is a a good way to go and find a friend group that maybe you can talk to about. Say you, you don't, Feel accepted or you feel lonely or something like that. your your youth your local youth group will definitely be a good outlet and a new way to find good friends, good, wholesome friends. And that leads to also the volunteer opportunities and uh, other ways to help in your community. So it's kind of like a win-win
0: absolutely. Hubert, thank you so much for chatting with me today and for sharing your story with our listeners. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us today. And be sure to come back next week to hear more stories that impact our military-connected kids. Hello listeners, this is Tara the producer. I just wanted to pop in and let you know that this podcast was recorded during the very first week of this outbreak. And so I have spoken with Cooper's parents just to provide everyone some assurances that Cooper's being safe, that he, of course, is not playing basketball. He is at home, safe with his family. And also he is still employed by the golf course, but it is closed down for the current situation. So he is sheltering in place and at home with his family during this time and practicing social distancing like the rest of us. So thank you everyone for listening. Be sure to like, make sure to subscribe and to follow this podcast so that you can hear our podcast first and also get access to some bonus content. And we actually had some bonus content in the last couple of weeks in relation to COVID-19. So make sure to follow us. And uh, also if you know how to rate and review, we'd also appreciate that. Talk to you again next week, everyone. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.